0: Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. Uh, And we're doing the Saturday morning scoreboard with Scotty Melvin. But let me run off some of the sponsors that have been helping us this year Jefferson County Real Estate of Fairfield, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. John Bain of Wayland, Iowa uh, has written a book called Christie's Journey The Beat Goes On. It's available at Village (laughs) Bookstores in washington on the square or anywhere you buy books online or uh or john's facebook page you could just send him a message and get an autograph copy elsie's kitchen the beat goes on or elsie's net. we had some uh, bacon uh, lettuce and tomato dip last night from them uh with this tailgate i had last night that was great scott i um, gotta get
1: some of that man i gotta get
0: uh, Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa; Beyond Beautiful Benchings of Rinchland, Iowa; Washington Discount Tires, and Helmuth Ford of So, Scott, that was uh, welcome to the program. Scott.
1: Hey, good morning, Dave. It's early, and I'm. Uh, it was hard to sleep, man. That was an exciting night last night.
0: Man, my heart was beating, uh, my neck was sweating, my eyes were burning. Uh, And that was all because I was so close to the the grill last night. But uh, (laughs) no, I had I I, I had I had uh, my buddy uh, that helps us out with uh, all the sound and editing and stuff. Uh, uh, Jared uh, Richards come over last Richards come over last night, and he had just uh, he raised his sheep, and he had uh, took some uh, to the butcher and had some just got it back. We. We cooked up some lamb steaks and some chops and hamburgers for Gina and Leo and oh my god, we had sweet corn and we had uh, some of Elsie's kitchen.net's dip. Oh my god, it was great. So great. And then I haven't, even, then I haven't the, even eaten breakfast yet, man. You're you're killing me here. Oh my god, it was so good. We had sweet corn and oh. Anyway, Speaking of sweet, last night was pretty sweet. Although, like I say, it had me, uh, it it, it just had me about uh, shaken. It was just, it was so much action last night, wasn't there?
1: I don't know if I remember another night, uh, especially this early in the season, in this corner of the state where we live, southeast Iowa, that had more uh, just, monumental matchups between teams, uh, you know, games that were um, really are going to impact the district standings and maybe a team's um, trajectory heading towards a playoff spot is just insane.
0: Yeah. A lot of hitting last night, a lot of big games, a lot of, a lot of really good, uh, good performances though. Uh, A lot of people, a lot of teams really set themselves up, but there was uh, no, uh, there was a, the round guy game of the week, and you and uh, Hunter Moeller were there. Uh, did you get to talk to Hunter? I did. He showed up a little late when I finally caught up with him at
1: halftime. He said he thought the game w- uh, was going to kick off at 730. Uh, my daughter and I had been there since oh, we got there before 630 because we like to get, uh, get to know the layout, and know where the bathrooms are in the concession stand, and she's got to get on that candy. So <laughs> we are there early. He showed up just a little bit uh, right around kickoff, I believe. Caught him on the sidelines, so I caught up to him at, at halftime there, but he was there in time to see all the action. He did he did miss Caden Amagon's first touchdown because that run happened so early in the game. If you weren't there for kickoff, you probably missed.
0: Man. Uh, so, what, you, you know, you and, you and I go to a lot of uh, different places, but I've never been to Columbus. What, what was it like over there? You know, it was my first time, too, and, and Columbus is a really cool community
1: and a lot of history there. I hear there's great restaurants. It's just one of those where all these years I've lived in southeast Iowa, I, I tend to only pass through it if I'm on my way to Muscatine or something like that, or or even Wapalo or, or, you know, the uh, state park over there. So I finally got a good look at things, and if you saw my picture on Twitter, I took that photo simply because I love that backdrop uh, around, the, around the football field and the pine trees behind the scoreboard. The layout's really good. There's plenty of seating. Um, the visiting site has plenty of seating. They've got their own box over there for for guys that may be taping or, or calling the game for the opposition. Um, easy to get to. Plenty of parking. They had parking attendants to help you. Uh, great concession stand. And uh, like I said, it's kind of down in a, a bowl, not quite like Fairfield's is but enough that uh at least on the home side there's a hill that people bring their lawn chairs and sit on so the seating is a plenty at columbus and and it was a really neat atmosphere i was glad to be there
0: yeah that town's going crazy for this team is there, well uh since we call it the scoreboard show maybe you should tell them you know where you went who you saw and what was the score
1: well i was there at columbus i've been uh wanting to see Caden Amagon run the ball and I didn't know what all they had around him last year as I started to see him pile up the yards and Columbus win a few games uh, and I finally got there last night and they put it on Lisbon 49 to 20 this game was never in doubt Um, I'll tell you when you watch and you you don't see too many wing T teams around anymore everybody seems to be in the spread or the shotgun or running RPO what have you uh, and these guys weren't the traditional wing tee that I'm used to back home where you run a fullback 30 or 40 times up the gut and beat teams into submission. They have a dynamic backfield, man. Jeff, Jeff Hoback at quarterback. Um, you know, you got Tristan Miller at what I would call the tailback spot, I guess. And, and Caden, Caden lines up behind uh, Jeffrey in uh, what I would call the fullback spot, but he does not run like a fullback, although he can. He, he will – run up the gut and uh, get the tough yards, take some hits, absorb some punishment and turn those legs. And and he's always going forward. Um, and you know, they didn't run their wing back a ton, but they've got capable wing backs too. everybody back there, um, puts up numbers and contributes in a big way. And it's not a one man show or a two man show with, uh, with, uh, Caden and Tristan. So this team, they've got a great line, uh, I was blown away, man. I, I didn't expect them to be this good. So it was really a treat last night.
0: Yeah. They, uh, what well, tell us about the game a little
1: bit. Well, it, it started out fast and furious and, you know, wing T teams can, can grind you into submission, kind of remind you of, well, obviously the single wing up there, Sigourney Kyoto, they're happy to take their three yards. If if that's all it's going to be and, and just eat up clock and yardage all game long, but these guys <coughs> too fast. Um, if Caden Amagon or Tristan Miller hit a hole, they're gone and they're leaving kids in the dust. And Lisbon had some speed and some really good athletes. Lisbon's a good team. Listen, they're going to win some more games. Uh, the lions, I think still really probably going to get to the playoffs or really fight hard for it. But, uh, um, Columbus is just a well-oiled machine. They've got a great line. Um, Jeffrey threw the ball a few times last night. Uh, and he's got an arm on him. He
0: did throw the ball. That was what. That's what he me did. and Annie were talking. Wondering, did he throw the ball or did he not throw the ball?
1: He did just a handful of times, probably less than a handful of times. And I thought he looked good when they they ran a, a play action and he rolled out. Uh, I don't think they completed that particular pass, but I can tell you it's there. But the one they like is to get Miller out of the backfield right up the. uh, down the middle of the field and with his speed he can get behind the defense and he did once last night for a big pass play I thought he was going to break it but you know Lisbon's got some speed too uh, the kid stuck with the play and, and and stopped him from tearing it off for a long touchdown but it was a big gainer and it just seemed like Columbus seized the momentum right off the bat with, with Amagon's uh, 60-ish yard touchdown run that he had uh, or very early in the game and they just never looked back <laughs> Lisbon was trying to play catch up and they couldn't do it because Columbus has a what I call a bend-but-don't-break defense. I didn't see the uh, tackling issues that uh, Coach Leckwood talked about a couple of weeks ago or whatever last night. Um, But Lisbon spreads you out, and they are crisp on their routes. Their receivers are great. Their quarterback's great. They had some problems snapping the ball to him. It went over his head. I can't tell you how many times last night. But when they were clicking – You know, they were finding some space to to make catches and runs after the catch. And, uh, you know, eventually they got on the board, but they were buried by that point. I can't remember exactly what the score was, uh, but Columbus had three or four touchdowns on the board before Lisbon even sniffed the end zone. So uh, it was all Wildcats. Um, You know, I want to shout out their linemen. I'm going to let Coach Lequa pronounce the names for us (laughs) when he's on again because some of them I can't get, but – both sides of the ball. I was really impressed with Columbus. This is a, a winning football team that I think is going to make some noise come postseason.
0: Well, 49 to 21 is a big one uh, against Lisbon. Uh, Lisbon. I know they've uh, had a couple of losses, but they, they, they played some really, really tough teams, but uh, yep. Lisbon did look good. and we'll, we'll get a chance to talk to them, but I want to ask about Tristan Miller uh, and Caden Amagon. Uh, what's, what's it like to have both of those, uh, Guys in the backfield to get the ball, too. And uh, what did you see uh, on them? What, what's your honest evaluation on those two?
1: Well, imagine imagine uh, uh, some of our stellar all-state caliber backs that we have in the area, like a Simeon Reichenbach or a Cam Buffington over at Winfield Mount Union or, or a, a Stewart up there at Washington. You know, these guys are home run hitters, right? I mean, anytime they touch the ball, if they get a seam or even it's a little bit of daylight, they could be gone. Imagine having two of those guys in the backfield, and that's what Columbus has. I, I couldn't tell you which one of these guys is faster. I ran into a friend of mine that I didn't even know lived up there, and so we sat with him in the bleachers, and he said Tristan's faster than Caden. I <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd have to see him race against each other. Caden's the bigger body. Tristan's more of the, uh, you know, he, he he does have that track star build. He's slightly built, but he's tough. And uh, like I said, any, either one of them is a home run from anywhere on the field, potentially. So you got a wing T team where you, you're thinking in your head, this is a grind it out, three yards in a cloud of dust. They, they're not like that. They, um, they're they going to chew up yards fast and in a, in a single play or two and score points, and they, they just – it's a blur watching them run and watching the points go up on the board.
0: Well, uh, we're almost 12 minutes into it. We're still talking about the first game. Uh, tell me a little bit about Lisbon before we move on to the next one.
1: Lisbon, like I said, they um they had a, a few troubles with penalties last night that didn't help. They were a little undisciplined that way, or maybe just some poor you know luck. Uh, their offense looked great, I thought, um, and they did. They they threw the ball very well. They threw it a lot, um, a lot of crossing routes. Um, I think they kept uh Columbus on their heels a bit in at times during the game, but Columbus bent but didn't break. Uh, very often last night, and that that speaks well for them. Defensively, Lisbon's got some work to do. Um, I felt like Columbus's line dominated them. I felt like uh, they had some good speed, but the, the fact that uh, Amagon and Miller were given the holes they were by that great front of Columbus, um, you know, that was the game right there because all it takes is one, one seam for those guys, and then it's off to the races. And so your line's going to have to come to play. And uh, Lisbon just didn't quite match up last night.
0: Well, you got some other scores for us? We're going yeah,
1: to have to. Yeah, let's move on because, uh, you know, that was a big one. We had to spend time on it. But uh, some other round guy games of the week, man. Um, Waco, I don't know if you kept an eye on that one. I did. I, I had that one on my uh, on my phone for a while and uh, kept trying to look at it. And it was 0-0 for the longest time. But before I knew it, it was all of a sudden 30-0 to Waco. And uh, I saw Mason Miller pick off a pass. I caught that much, and it ended up being fifty-four to twenty-six. I know at least one of Iowa Valley's scores came at garbage time. Um, so another stellar performance by the Waco Warriors on defense, and then the offense did what it does. And if you uh, hold them down for a little while, it, it never
0: lasts. Well, Iowa will I'll give Iowa Valley all the credit in the world for the all the yeah. the points they did score. You uh, know, it was thirty to nothing at half. I think it was- Reichenbach kicked a beautiful field goal, pretty deep. I don't know how far it was, but uh, uh, it was thirty-three nothing there. I, I don't know when they started coming back into it, but they they do such a good job of broadcasting that week of, Uh, You know, we yes. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of teams out there that are broadcasting, and and the quality is up and down a lot. And I don't really complain about it because uh, at least I can see it. You know, same here. Uh, but. Uh, I want to shout out to the Waco Warriors. They really, they, their camera angles were great. There, it was, it was a really nice broadcast. And uh, I was, uh, I was not surprised Waco won, but I was surprised they got out to that big start like that.
1: I was surprised that it stayed zero zero as long as it did, and that's where I want to give Iowa Valley credit because they're not known for playing defense. And and their coach said, you know, they need to bring. The same kind of physicality uh, that Waco brings, and it looks to me like they did for a good chunk of that game. And yeah, well, uh, you know, hats off to
0: them. I was flipping around, you know, and uh, it did seem like it was nothing, nothing for the longest. And then yeah. I switched to some other game, and then I flipped back, and it was twenty-four nothing.
1: I mean, what, when I had it, because I was trying to uh, give uh, give Tommy Brower over there in Knoxville. He was covering Fairfield's game. A hand and, and let him know what's going on with washington and fort madison and so i was flipping back and forth to the live streams of those two games and, and every time i went back to waco's it was zero zero and i thought is this is this thing frozen what's going on <laughs> but, uh,
0: <laughs> it was it was uh but you know what waco looked really strong i mean really strong i mean almost unbeatable uh it was uh, it was it was really worth watching. There's a lot of other action, so yes, let's move to something else.
1: All right, another huge one, uh, Mediapolis, Ooh. Iowa City Regina. This one had me on edge because I know how much it means to teams around here to go up against Regina and come out with a win. And by golly, Mediapolis Bulldogs seventeen, Iowa City Regina Regals seven. Mediapolis is the winner.
0: Yeah, that's a big win for them, too. And uh, uh, Regina, they they probably weren't expecting that, were they?
1: You know, I don't know. Um, We talked about it before. Regina's got a a boatload of talent, uh, especially at the skill positions. The question was linemen. And uh, Minneapolis has a stellar line. And you've heard Coach Borson talk them up a bunch. And, uh, you know, they they seem to be a very physical team, um, especially for as small a school as they are, 1A. And uh, whew, they're going to be trouble for uh, anybody they go up against this season.
0: Well, I don't want to get you out of order, but uh, since we're doing teams no, that are Fort. 4-0, how about this uh, Fort Madison uh, game with Washington? Holy cow.
1: Well, we'd already brought them up because, like I said, my friend Tommy Brower's over there helping cover that for the, uh, with Nathan Piercy. Um, and they're all the way over in Knoxville, so I was having to keep a game, uh, an eye on that game, Fort Madison and Washington. And that was another one where I kept checking into it. And, this, you know, I think Fort Madison was up 7-zip for a long time. And nothing was happening. I wasn't able to watch the action because I'm, la- I'm watching Columbus. But uh, kept checking in on the score. And then it just kept creeping up, kept creeping up. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Washington last year. Their offense couldn't get on track. Their defense was trying to hang in. And they couldn't. And they end up just getting buried. Final score 37-7. to 7, Bloodhounds over the Demons.
0: Well, I, I I thought this is going to be a closer game. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. It, it there was a point I was watching some of that too, and it, it seemed like there was a point towards the end of the first half where, um, where Fort Madison really put it on. But I want to really shout out to the Bloodhounds, you you guys. Wow, you're looking great. Four yeah. four wins and, uh, but uh, well, we might as well shift into that uh, that. <laughs> squeaker of a game uh in fairfield did or well in grinnell or was it knoxville
1: knoxville yeah um and we had called this you know I, at least i had i think you had the same thought easy win for the trojans knoxville's not shown anybody much uh they're not known to be a powerful football program over there and uh they gave fairfield all they wanted at one point tommy text me and said hey (laughs) Knoxville's up by a point and it was late in the game and I thought oh my gosh (laughs) I said what in the world and he replied I know right (laughs) when nobody expected this but Knoxville gave him all they wanted but Fairfield was able to pull it out in the end I don't have any details on how that happened but I can't wait to find out 29 28 the Trojans survived against the Panthers on the road
0: so that must have been a safety that won the
1: game you know what? It, it might have been. Because uh, it was 28-27. Yeah, I think it was a one-point game, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, this this had to be some craziness, and I can't wait to read about it or hear about it.
0: Fairfield's that ain't the first time they've had a safety this year. Uh, well, good for you, Fairfield. You know what I mean? I don't care. You know what? Win big, win small, win pretty, win ugly. Just win, baby. And uh,
1: hey, Safeties are, are really... Coming in to play this year, it seems like both high school and college, Russell Coyle for the Columbus Wildcats, quick shot out there. He caused one at the end of the game. It didn't matter, but that's what gave Columbus their 49. All right.
0: Well, those. Are, well, what else you got for me?
1: All right. Let's move down the list. Uh, this one, we don't have to talk about. West Branch set a school record for points last night against Eliza Muscatine, 86 to nothing. <laughs> Uh, you know, L and M's gonna take them lumps. They're gonna have to if they wanna build that program up.
0: They gotta Well this that West Branch is ridiculous, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and I imagine, you know, I saw a lot of special team scores. You know, you can't tell your kids, especially the ones that never get on the field to go no, out. Well, I just
0: late. mean they're that strong. It's it that is uh
1: it, it's just the way they are just
0: powerful and unstoppable and uh hey look L and M don't think I'm much of a defense, so
1: uh, No They've got some great players on. I'd like to. But the first this
0: time point. their offense has been shut down. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, you know they've got uh, Chris Day and I can't remember the other young man's name, but these are these are home run hitting kids, and uh, you know West Branch kept them out of the end zone. So uh, West Branch
0: with a the complete performance. What else we got?
1: East Buchanan. This is out of the area, but I had to write it down. East Buchanan, thirty-four. Oh. We talked a lot about the Buccaneers this year against Al Burnett, who is. Burst on as the district leader there in Class A-5. But East Buchanan 34, Al 27 in what sounded like a barn burner of a game. Uh, And it was supposed to be low scoring because these teams are known for defense. But, you know, throw all that out now. (laughs) So that one has implications for Columbus' season. Uh, Things are setting up. And I would have never guessed this in the preview part of our uh, year here. Columbus and Al very well, could meet week eight for a district championship on the line. How about that? Wow. Well, all right. All right Burlington, the oh. Greyhounds go to a Tumwa in a game that we thought was going to be pretty even matched, and drop a forty-two to seven bomb on the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Um, let me know. I didn't see. You know, I I kept checking in on that game, and it was close, but then. Uh, yeah. Burlington really put it to them. And, uh, they made a beautiful pass down the sidelines. It ran the ball well. It was uh, it was Burlington's night, and boy, are they coming on like a freight train.
1: i tell you what I saw from our, our buddy uh, over there, KTBO, Jacob Lesendorf's uh, highlights in that game that I, I wasn't expecting. I'd heard a little bit of uh, talk about Burlington's quarterback, and I don't know his name, um, but seeing him on film in those highlights – They've got way more than Nolan Simpson on that team uh, offensively. That kid can throw the ball. They they looked good on offense. And uh, Burlington set up well, man, going forward.
0: It was ridiculous, man. <laughs> yeah, the Burlington's really, Burlington and Fort Madison made a big, big – both of the teams made a real big step forward this week, didn't they?
1: I think so. Um, they definitely opened oh, – yeah, raised my eyebrows a little bit because I didn't see these games going quite like this. But you know what, the, the cream of the crop starting to separate now. We're getting into that part of the season. So you're either, you're either pushing towards playoffs or you're starting to build for next year here pretty quick. Well, Nolan Simpson's going to WIU for a visit today, I saw on Twitter. I had to shout him out and, and give him a congratulations. So that's good to see. Kids getting a big win on a Friday night and then getting to visit uh, colleges the next day for games and uh, possible recruiting trips.
0: Well, we, we reached out to their coach, but he uh, is yet to get back with me. But we sure like to hear from him. And uh, I'm hearing people are messaging me, you know, to make sure we're covering the uh, the Burlington uh, Greyhounds. So I think we're doing it. Well, they, they force us to. And, and, you know, down there,
1: uh, Gannett owns the Hawkeye newspaper. But the, the folks down there at the Hawkeye newspaper, they do very well. I'd throw them up there with our – our buddies up here in the Southeast Iowa union uh, and Burlington, I think does get good coverage by that paper. I don't know about radio or anything like that, but we're going to cover them anyway, because you know, you can't have too much coverage and they deserve it.
0: Well, whether it's Jacob Linsendorf or Ryan Timmerman or uh, Andy and Hunter, you know, we, we have some of the best most dedicated media members covering these teams in Southeast Iowa. You could ever ask for Don't we?
1: Yeah, and and these guys are all working their tails off. You and I work our butts off. <laughs> and so we get a little taste and I told Hunter that last night. Man, I've I've gotten a little taste of what it's like to be you and Andy and uh man it's a it's a lot of work and uh but I think they all love it and that's what makes it all so good.
0: Yeah. Uh so we're gonna get Jacob Linsendorf on today to talk to us a little bit about those teams in the West, the Moravias and the Centervilles and the Atumwas and uh Uh, as well as the Cardinals and the Peacans, and those teams that he covers. So uh, that will be, it'll be nice to, to, to sure up that area a little bit.
1: Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Moving on uh, North Cedar gets their first win of the year. I believe it was their homecoming 36 to 19 over Highland. Highland is at least scoring some points now. Maybe they'll, uh, get the ball rolling problem for Highland. I don't see any opportunities for them to get a win the rest of the season, unless there's some kind of major improvement uh, on their part. But uh, last night probably would have been their best shot and uh, North Cedar wins it.
0: Well, good for North Cedar. They deserve to win too. You know, Highland, Yeah. <laughs> Highland, I mean, their, their schedules is just going to beat them to death, but you know what? Stand it's up there after- and uh, you'll be ready for next year after, after playing that kind of stuff,
1: hey, that's the way it cycles, you know. You, yeah, uh, and we're seeing that uh, teams that maybe took it on the chin a couple of years ago or last year that stuck with it and now, they're upperclassmen are, are still playing, and uh, you know, that it's paying off, and the, and the losses are turning into wins.
0: Well, oh, um, let me go over a couple kind of blowout scores so we can just kind yeah. of move past these. Uh, Mid Prairie Golden Hawks fifty six EBF nothing. Uh, well, uh, the uh, Lone Tree sixty five uh, Tri County sixteen. At least uh, they're still putting points on the board. It hasn't been that bad of a season for Tri County. Uh, no, I, they're they're doing great
1: uh, considering where they're coming from.
0: The Liberty Lightning uh, oh. and Coach Harris fifty five. Clear Creek, Amana, seven. Unbelievable. (laughs) That was, uh, and then uh, we'll talk about this one a little bit because I don't know anything about other than the score here, but uh, Winfield, Mount Union, 52, HLV, 12. Did you get anything about that other than the score?
1: Uh, the stats are in, so if you want to look at them, you can. bunch of touchdowns scored by the the usual suspects, Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards. I did see Caleb Geese got in there for a couple of scores as well. I was glad to see that because he he's a good player and works hard. Cam Buffington, fifteen tackles.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, they're back on track. That's good for them. That's a very nice performance they had. So, all right, I'll start going over some other games. So this one, we uh, went the way we were
1: scared it would. Uh, Pella Christian, they were up 42 to zip at half over Van Buren. The final score ended up 45 0. Uh, you know, Pella Christian's just, they're just too much. Um, hopefully, Van Buren came out of that game with some some good reps and some, some good things and, and no injuries because I still have him pegged to, to fight for a playoff spot.
0: Well, I don't think there's no shame in that. I mean, I think that's just right along with their good season that they're having. You know, I mean, it, it'd be pretty tough to go to uh, Pella Christian, uh, but they're still yeah. two and two, and and they're in great position. So uh, we'll just.
1: No we'll problems coming. How about uh, Keokuk and Oski? That was one oh, that you Oh, I, I watched. That man, we we uh, went toss up with that one. You picked Keokuk. I picked Oski. And uh, 14-7, to uh, Keokuk wins. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't get any tighter than that.
0: Well, Oski came to life in the last – they got the ball, I think, with two minutes and three seconds left, and they needed to go, I think, around 75 yards, which it looks like they got about 70 of that. And then uh, they were, you know – I think that they were at the 10 – and the five yard line would have been a first down, and but there's just like thirty seconds left, or something. And in that short time frame, they they got off three plays and put it in the end zone all three times. One time was it really hit the receiver and he just wasn't able to bring it down. But uh, yeah, uh, that cool. was exciting Went right up to the last second on that game. That was terrific. Uh, um, you know what can you say? Nice hard fought it out win for. Cup they're they're starting to look really good.
1: Yeah, those close games they played uh, early in the season that they dropped, so, you know that, that sticking with it and keep doing what you're doing and improving week to week is paying off for the Chiefs. I think they're going to be a player in that district uh, going forward.
0: Well, their defense is tough, and uh, I like it. I like it. Yep. I like a lot about it. And uh, good hard fought win for you guys. I tell you, uh, Sigruny kyota went on
1: the road exciting game against pleasantville district game first one of the year playing on brand new turf uh, i'm sure the cobras were were excited to do that I, I mean who wouldn't be and uh you know what they look like they are better than they were a week ago and that's a scary thing for this district they win 35 to 13 over pleasantville and now uh with what i've been seeing from the cobras i think it's going to be between them and Pella Christian for the district this year. And the Cobras are downright scary. They've got maybe in a way more weapons than they had a year ago. Once they get all this, uh, you know, all these new faces on the same page and, and things figured out.
0: There, there. I watched that game too. Uh, that was the one I had on the laptop and I pretty much kept it on. Uh, till it truly really did start to separate out because it was close at, at the beginning, but I think uh, Sigour scored on the, either the kickoff or, almost immediately, you know? Cuz when I turned the game on, they were kicking an extra point. Yeah. But that Cole Clarahan, and there's another guy I can't remember his name, but man, they ran like crazy. They they did what Sigriny does, you know what I mean? It, it was uh You're right, you can't really tell the difference this year's team and last year's team to be honest with you.
1: Well, you know, they had they had uh Cade Molenex last year, you know, turning up all those yards, you know, almost to the tune of 2000 by the end of the season. And, you know, know, nothing wrong with having a guy like him, but I think uh, sometimes with like a single wing or a wing tee, if you've got multiple backs uh, and they've got a home run hitter in Isaac Bruns that's emerging, that makes a, a, an offense like that all the more scary because like coach Jensen says, they want to lean on you and lean on you and lean on you and wear you out until you break. Well, okay, that's great. And that's, that's what that, Type of offense is designed to do, but it, they can put points on the board fast as well. Now you've put even more pressure on your on your opposing team's defense, and uh, playing catch up against a team that can grind clock <coughs> is tough. So, uh, Cobras are looking good going into you know the, the meat of district play.
0: Well, yeah, that was a, it. Was a great game, a great effort, great defense, great offense, great hard hitting you know, grinded-out performance, uh, Coach Jensen. Um, your team really looks good, and we're really proud of you. And uh, that was a heck of a game Friday night.
1: This, this, these Cobras are not a team I would want to face going forward. <laughs> you know, I mean, and each week it's just going to get more and more the case. Um, yeah, that's uh, – it was expected, and it took them two weeks. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not going to talk about the, the big 5A games that happened in Des Moines. Uh, There's some news there, but I'm going to leave that to Matt Meek because if things went as he told me he was planning, he was going to be seeing some Iowa City High versus Dowling action as well as Ankeny and Southeast Polk, which was probably the marquee game of the state last night. Um, uh, which, one of those two is,
0: which one of those two is number one, Ankeny or Southeast Polk?
1: Southeast Polk.
0: So Ankeny won.
1: <laughs> Ankeny's loaded. Uh, I think they had lost a game already this year. Um, and I don't pay a ton of attention to five A, at least not. Until well they Atlanta. dumped Southeast
0: Polk last night, so Yeah,
1: yeah they did win. Uh, it was that kind of a night, it was wasn't it? it?
0: What's that? It was just that kind of a night all night.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of unpredictability last night. And uh that boy that makes for some exciting Fridays. Well, did you watch any of Durant and Wilton?
0: Uh well uh, I didn't see any of it uh but I I had some people I was getting a lot of messages from the okay. game. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I don't know the stats or anything like that. I know it was 28 to 8.
1: Yes. Uh, the only stat I got is the one that mattered. Well, I wouldn't say it's the only one that matters, but it's the one people want to know about. Um, if Ryan Timberman has time, he can give details. Well, who was he
0: was at the game, hire? so...
1: 257 yards rushing for Nolan DeLong and four touchdowns. I mean, when he's doing that, you've got a good chance to win you're the Durant Wildcats, and that's what that, happened.
0: That's holding him down to a pretty good result.
1: Yeah, they held him to less than 400. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> and under six touchdowns. That's, a, that's pretty
1: well, good. And look, Wilton's so young. Uh, what Durant is right now, they've worked hard to become. They're senior laden. This is what you want to see uh, from those kids. They're winning games. Uh, that they didn't win a year ago. That's what Wilton's going to be. Do- Wilton's already doing it with these young kids, but they're going to do it all the more next year and the year after. So, Beavers have a really bright future, and, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see what they do these next couple. Yeah, they're they're going to have be really. Them. They
0: got a really bright year. Oh yeah. This yeah. year, I think they're they're doing fine. They'll just this is just a blip in the road for them. They'll get they'll get it right. They'll they'll yeah. go out there and be thumping heads with someone else next week.
1: Well, it's a tough district, but they're they're a player and uh, I, I expect to see them get a playoff 1st I'm getting down to the end of what I got on my list, man. Uh Moravia, we knew they, oh, we yeah, knew I they saw quit. some
0: of that. Seventy one
1: zip over. What's
0: that? I saw some of that, man. I mean oh, it's bird. like uh, they score like lightning. Yeah. They was it what was the score? Seventy six or nothing?
1: I've got seventy-one
0: nothing over 71 twenty. Seventy-one nothing, seasons. yeah. I mean, they just put up seventy points every week like it's nothing, don't they?
1: Them uh, Iowa Valley seem to be a lot alike, don't they?
0: Yeah. Well, Moravia, you know, I got my on the Mohawks, and I, I'm pretty happy with them. Is is that about what is that? Was that the last game you had?
1: I got Linville Sully. Another one we expected oh, to Oh yeah, to they rolled like
0: a freight train last night. Yeah.
1: Fifty one zero over Wayne. Uh, I never saw a Wapalo and Pekin score. Do you have one? I do. Excellent. Uh,
0: Wapalo won twenty
1: to six. Twenty to six. Last i had heard it was like fourteen nothing and uh I thought, ooh, you know, you never know. Uh Pekin's got the capability to score points, but uh I I was hoping they would uh hold Wapolo down. But
0: yeah, Wapalo. I think that, that good running back they had up there probably uh you know, got it done. But uh, that's pretty good defense for them and uh it is. You know, uh, I, I think that's a that's a fine result for on the road like that. They got Columbus next week, though.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I'm not picking against Columbus the regular season after what I saw last night. So, you know, I don't want to jump ahead on beat the round guy, but there's your, there's my little sneak peek.
0: <laughs> well, I got a game here that we need to talk about, and that's our West: Burlington, Notre Dame Falcons, thirty. Mount Pleasant Panthers, 20.
1: You saved the best for last.
0: You know, I just thought West Burlington was just straight-up winners for just fielding the team this week.
1: Same here.
0: I was happy. They may have brought a bunch of freshmen with them to this one, but, uh, you know, there was talk they'd only have, like, 17 guys, but it looked like they had brought up some people, so – but hard fought game. And, uh, they're not only winners for fielding the team, they're winners for winning the game too.
1: Even if it's the only one they win this year, but, uh, you know, they, I saw they had Hayden Vandenberg back and I had said earlier, I thought, you know, hearing he was on crutches a week ago that he probably wouldn't be available. You know, you just assume that, but he was, and I'm telling you when they've got him and, and Van um, Donaldson in the game even with all that youth and all that inexperience they have a chance to win games um, if they've got support from them younger kids and and, uh, boy they they did it last night and holding Mount Pleasant to 20 Um, and we know they've got a great defense when they're healthy when they're at full strength even with the short numbers but uh, that was not just a win for West Burlington Notre Dame that was an impressive win.
0: Well, uh, the good news for Mount Pleasant is they kept uh, right on track with those uh, statistics for their their, uh, passing game. And uh, they threw a ton and they completed a bunch of passes and they put points on the board. So uh, uh, that aspect of the the Panthers football is firing in all cylinders like a well-oiled machine.
1: I listened to uh, the game on the way home from Columbus and it was getting towards the end. And you know, what I liked about Mount Pleasant was they were not going to quit. They fought to the bitter end. Um, and uh, you know, that is a, that bodes well for your team going forward. If they don't lay down ever, no matter what, um, that's something to build on. Yeah. Oh,
0: boy. It's a great night. I, it just, it almost saddens me that it's uh, uh, going to be seven days before we do it again, isn't it?
1: It's extremely sad, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and I the other thing is I find myself uh, thinking, you know, as intense as last night was, is it is it going to get this way every week? Is it going to get even more so? Um, you know, we're getting into districts, so it's possible, and that's going to be tough on the old heart, man.
0: <laughs> I know, man, it is. Uh... It's like that out there. Well, Scotty, uh, anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh, just going back to the Columbus Wildcats, uh, I want to shout out those those players, uh, Coach Lequa and the and the gang, and, and how awesome it was after the game. Uh, my daughter and I, we went and we found Raul, Caden's dad, and he's uh, got his little baby girl in his arms, and the smiles uh, are surrounding the parents and the students and, and the players. And uh, you can tell it's a feeling of this community has not had in a long time when it comes to that football program uh you know first non-losing season clinched since 1997 that is that's crazy and it was kind of surreal just being there i got to shake hands with kate and he gave me a big hug first time i've met him in person he's just like his dad i mean they're just all so happy and uh i couldn't be happier for the columbus community because it's uh you know small town iowa or anywhere in the midwest the friday nights are a rallying point for towns and uh they um, have waited a long time for this.
0: Well, uh, they are the feel good story of the round guy radio family. Uh, particularly this, this night here or this morning anyway, but, uh, seeing how I see this so much lightning and I hear so much thunder, I better go out and roll up my window. So, Oh, you let, better get let, on that. let's roll up. Let's roll up this episode. Scotty. Thanks for being with us. It's the time the scoreboard show. Uh, check out Beyond Beautiful Benches Facebook page and do me a favor. All right, we're out.